Before I start the show, here are a few announcements of why I'll be in March in St. Louis. Fly Perspective. GRC presents the first annual 314 Day Festival at the Ambassador. March 14th, doors open up at 8.30. Tickets available at MetroTix.com. Just search 314 Day Festival. Starring Trey Davison, Trip Heaven, Big Homie Meach, Jamai Wonder, Beretta, Bing Bianca. Featuring the bangers. Special tribute going out to the radio legend, Tony J, and also Big Time Security's boss man, Big Fred. Man, that boy sound good right there, don't he? Yeah, that was a radio commercial and TV audio uh, that I cut for a commercial going down for the first 314 Day Festival. Also, March 26th, I have been invited to uh, join the panel of Open Heart and Chill. I'll be there talking about relationships and mental health. That's going down March 26th. Doors open at 7. There is a $10 admission, and uh, that's at 2720 Sutton Boulevard, 2720 Sutton Boulevard in St. Louis, Missouri. So shout out to Open Heart Productions for uh, bringing me out, and we're going to do it like that. But let's go ahead and start the show. Fly Perspective Podcast. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. This is Baby, welcome to the party. Uh, I'm off the Myers and the lean. That's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skating around it. Baby, welcome to the party. Pick some of that. Give me lick. Give me lick. Got no mind. One in the head. One in the head. Send in the clip. That was Pop Smoke. Welcome to the party. And um, sad situation. You know, uh, Pop Smoke, rest in peace, died a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, it's March 2nd. Yeah, and, um, you know, that situation was just sad. I'm sure you guys know the details, but I'm going to just say rest in peace to that young brother, man. 20 years old, uh, 20 years old, my bad. 20 years old, gone too soon. Uh, just starting to get bubbling in the music industry, and there's so many speculations of what potentially happened with that young man in uh in hollywood um as i posted man you know you grew up in the hood only to get killed in hollywood it's crazy you know he's, he's all the way from new york and then you get to beverly hills and you think you made it and this and that and then you still got them guys at your head or you still got people in your circle that's trying to set you up or whatever it is man but that's sad you know rest in peace of that man i know his album had just dropped and um i really wasn't like i say a huge fan of him you know uh but, uh, you know, he had a few cuts that I thought were cool. But like I say, man, he was bubbling. You know, he was bubbling, man. He was making them waves. He was getting to where he's supposed to be. So, again, rest in peace to that man, bro. And it's literally, you know, sad to keep having to report on situations like this, whether it's the drugs taking the young people out or uh, murder, you know. I just literally 20 minutes ago, I was on Facebook and seen a girl I went to high school with. She died. And uh, there's speculation of her having an overdose. 
uh, rewind to a couple years back, a girl I went to grade school with, um, she passed of an overdose. Uh, and I know, you know, other people that have been on drugs and this and the third. So it's just sad, man. Like I say, it's just, it's just sad to see the young people going in such fashion. And, um, yeah, uh, it's just, it's just sad. But, um, we, we up, we up for our perspective podcast on March 2nd. Um, let me see what I got on my docket for today. What I want to start off with, I guess since I was just talking about drugs, I can start about, um, uh, what I was thinking about the opioid epidemic versus the crack epidemic, you know, back in the day. And we all know opioids now are one of the things that are being exploited by, you know, drug users and prescri- prescription drugs. You know, people using scripts to get high and this, then the third. But I thought about the fact, too, you know, um, back in the day when crack was going crazy and we got crackheads running, da, 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 da. There was no government assistance that was being put into uh, helping crackheads. Nah, they were just locking people up. You know what I'm saying? There was nothing put in place to try to reform people that were crackheads. Now we got opioids, and opioids are affecting people all across the board. Now it's not just a racial uh, marginalization. You know, it's not just black people being affected. So they like, nah, whatever. We ain't gotta, you know, we ain't gotta lend a hand. Now white people starting to get affected by that. And now there's all these different programs to try to help people uh, combat the opioid crisis and put people in rehabs and this and that and do this and this and that, which is fine. We don't want to see nobody strung out. But at the end of the day, it's just sad to see that when drugs are running rampant through the black community uh, back in the 80s, 90s or whatever, they ain't care. But when white people start getting affected by it, it's like, oh, let's start these programs and let's start this. Let's do this and that to try to help people get off of it. You know, it's really just sad, too. Also, I was on... Um, Instagram the other day, and a um, rapper by the name of Alley Boy, you may or may not know him, but he was talking about how he was in the hospital because he bought some pills off of somebody off the street, and uh, whatever the drug is, he said, he said he usually takes like six of them at a time or something like that, and so he got the pills, and he took them, and they turned out not to be the pills that he thought they were, and he had to get taken to the ER and said he almost died because he got fake pills off the street. That's another thing. We got people in the street selling these pills so they know people want pills and saying it's one thing and it'd be a totally another thing that's why when it comes to drugs and all that man i've never been a person that's like look let me go ahead and try this and this and that it's like nah because even with the molly epidemic i remember people just talk about molly and ecstasy and i had to think about it like yo somebody making this in a basement or something probably you know but that's neither here today i just wanted to just drop that gem about you know the opioid crisis and uh what's going on now with that and um we can even venture off into the coronavirus i mean that's you know, it's something that started off in China and people dropping dead over there. And now it's starting to spread all over the world. You got uh, some high official, I think it was a high priest in Iran. He went to pray for some people with coronavirus or showed up to support, whatever. Now he ended up uh, getting some type of symptoms and blah, blah, blah. Let's take it a step further. Out of all the states, now it's here in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, bro. It was a, a alert on the news that said 20 people were quarantined for the coronavirus between St. Louis City and St. Louis County. And, of course, my mind goes into straight, you know, um, uh, what is it? I wouldn't say a panic, but could this be like a crazy epidemic where that shit starts to, like, sweep across everywhere? And then you got people stuck in your house. And I started to think, if I had to be locked in my house today for a long period of time, is my house equipped for that? Do I have canned goods on deck, meat on deck, uh, waters uh, you know, maybe even a generator to even, you know, do electricity or something like that. Something to start a fire. 
You know what I'm saying? Y'all might be laughing when I'm saying this, but I'm for real. Like, I'm starting to think I was like some, some uh, you know, uh, Resident Evil living of the dead. You know, everybody just kind of stuck in the crib trying to avoid certain things. I remember I was watching a documentary, and this is crazy, too. This was about two or three months ago. It's on Netflix, and it's called Pandemic, I believe. Pandemic. And they were talking about, in the first episode, about... um. Uh, what was it like germs from birds or something like that basically it was starting a uh what was it a um like a like a type of virus that was like killing people you know what i'm saying like, like back in the day type thing and they were talking about birds now and they went to say like it wasn't uh, a question of if there will be another epidemic that is like almost uncontrollable it's the the question of when because there will be another thing that breaks out and blah, blah, blah. And then now fast forward and the coronavirus is running rampant through China. Uh, I seen a video the other day where a, a person pulled up, I guess, at a checkpoint. And I guess they had people that were checking, you know, to if you had the virus, you had to go this way. And whatever, whatever. You pull up in the car. They scanned, oh boy, oh boy, ended up having it. Man, they threw, he, he got out the car. They threw like a, a net over his head. And put a bag over him and threw him into another area to quarantine him. Then they sprayed down the car with some crazy stuff. They sprayed down each person that was outside with like some crazy stuff. And then they was waiting on the next car. Then I seen also where they got these little machines, like these little car droids, run like riding through the city, spraying these gases out. I guess trying to kill the virus. And the crazy thing too with the virus is say like. Oh, you know, all these people walking around with, vi- with these virus masks on. You know, the little masks that we've seen Chinese people walking through the airport with for years. Everybody got them on, right? Everybody got them on over there. Now they, it's a thing that came out to say those little um, uh, masks don't even combat the virus. Like, it's, it doesn't even prevent you from it because the particle is so small that it would not it would get right through it if it was, and it's airborne. Then they say the best way to... Uh, combat yourself in it is cover your hands when you cough. I mean, cover your mouth when you cough and wash your hands as many as po- many times as possible. It's like, well, that's common. That's common sense. Number one, and then two, if it was that easy, why is the virus spreading so much? You know, that makes me think about being on airplanes. If I want to be on an airplane, because you already know they ain't cleaning them airplane airplanes. Um, you know, fast enough or, or cleanly enough, you know, it's reports online that come out that, that show flight attendants, attendants telling, um, hey, don't use this, don't use that, because we don't ever clean this, we don't ever clean that. It's like, man, I want to go out of town, but I don't even know where I want to go now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got these dirty planes and stuff, man. But it's wild. I just hope they get this thing under under control. And it's just wild to see, too, like, like I was saying with the videos online. Like, if you go in there and look and put yourself in these people's shoes where... You got this this virus sweeping through your town, killing many people. You know, killing many people. How would that make you feel? Like we we chilling over here for the most part. Like oh okay we cool. But man, if that thing start coming in your area, what would you do, bro? What would you do? And of course, with anything that ever happens, the internet kills everything. They speculate anything. But one thing I did see online that was basically saying like. Uh, They were trying to basically they traced the coronavirus being man-made back to a lab in, I want to say, China somewhere. And it was a man-made virus that was released out, you know. Then there was a video that um, it was a a Chinese woman. Like I said, you got to take everything with a grain of salt because the woman was speaking Chinese. But I don't know if that's what the subtitle is really saying. But it was saying, like, they were basically killing their own people off, you know, in China. And I thought about, too, well, damn, 
China is like the place where like it's overpopulated. Uh, that's the place I believe where you can only have one kid because there's so many people over there, and it's it's unlawful for you to have you know two kids. So it's overpopulated, this and that. Now you got this virus that just starts over there, and people start dropping like flies. I was there like, damn, is that like you know population control? You know, I don't know, man. It's just some crazy stuff, some crazy speculations, and I just hope they get it under control. Now, this next topic, uh, I don't even know where to go with this, man. I seen the other day that Disney, they, they, they're they airing the first gay character in a Pixar Disney animated like cartoon. And uh, Lena Waithe is doing the voiceover for that character. And, um, I mean, I, will, I support the LGBT community and all that, but... I don't think that stuff needs to be introduced into a cartoon where kids are going to be seeing it and then you putting that into their mind about, you know, what what's gay or, you know, you know, same, you know what I mean? I don't, it's iffy, man. I don't really, I don't, I, I wouldn't want to take my son at, a, you know, three years old. He's three, he'll be four in, um, in March, uh, March 11th. And I wouldn't want to take my son to see anything that was reflecting that type of situation, you know? I believe that, of course, you let kids be kids. You let people grow up. Let them be who they are. Now, mind you, if my son did grow up and he wanted to be that, that's up to him. If he's of age and he wants to be that, fine. I still love you. But I'm not going to push that agenda off on him. I just believe letting kids be kids. Now, if you've been rocking with me since day one on this podcast and you remember me telling us a scenario about how when I went to go pick up my son from daycare, one time he had a tutu on. Like a pink tutu. Him and another guy, little boy, had a pink tutu on. And I went I went, I went crazy. I ain't going to lie. Like, what is my son wearing a tutu for? You know what I'm saying? The lady's like, oh, well, this is how we teach in a potty train. Like, nah, bro. So I told her, no, blah, blah. I want to go get him another time a few weeks later. What happened? He had a tutu on again. So I flipped my top again. Took him out of there, bro. Talked to his mama. Hey, get him up out of there. You know? I believe in letting kids be kids. You know? I don't think that should that agenda should be pushed on, you know, um, you know, on children, because then you open up the gateway of, oh, okay, well, let me, at a young age, you know, try to go and experiment with a, a man or a woman, you know, a same sex, you know what I mean, and you really not knowing, but you're looking at a, a cartoon you love, like I will say, my my son, he loves Thomas the Train, he'll run around the house saying choo-choo, so cartoons are very impressionable on kids, they see characters, superheroes and all that, they, they want to be like their cartoons, they like to see their cartoons, you know what I'm saying? And I don't think, you know, a cartoon showing that type of situation is cool. Like, and it, it could be some, some, um, you know, uh, minute as far as, like, you know, uh, as grown-ups, we might watch the cartoon and understand it. And kids don't. You know what I'm saying? The scenario between the homosexual character and whatever. Uh, and it might be some on a bigger scale where they actually showing, you know, a, a man and man being married. But at the same time... I don't think that should be pushed. You know, when you get of age and you want to make that decision, that's fine in my book. You know, I'm not a person that's bashing gay people and all that type of stuff. I don't that I believe that hey, what you eat don't make me shit. So I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe in people being happy. But when it comes to children, let them grow up and then decide. Like even with the Dwayne Wade situation, I don't know much about it because I didn't follow it too much. I just seen here and there that basically Dwayne Wade had like an eight year old son, I believe, or something like that. And the son wanted to be a daughter. And they talk to him and this and that, and he wants to be. And so now they're identifying their son as a daughter. And I know I've seen Boosie going off. You know, Boosie is another guy, man. It's hilarious, bro. Shout out to Boosie. But Boosie was going on a rant about it and blah, blah, blah. And people were like, you know, get mad about Boosie. But at the same time, I don't know even with the Dwayne Wade, man. The eight-year-old? 
I don't know if I could let my eight year old son come and say, "Hey, daddy, I want to be a a girl from now on." You know, I would have a long talk with him and just let him know, like, you know, you might just want to grow up, you know, and 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 you know, weigh weigh it out. You know, what I mean, grow it up and figure it out. You know, as you get of age, and I mean of age, I would say. Maybe high school, you know, when you if you 16, 17 years old and that's what you want to do, you about to be an adult. That's fine. But, you know, people's minds change so much within certain, you know, um, time frames. Like I remember a situation and I forget the exact situation, but there was a, um, a couple or a guy or whatever it was where they had a child who wanted to be the opposite sex. And I want to say it was a boy to turn into a girl, but the kid was only like five or six years old or something like that. And then they start giving the kid like hormones to become a girl and all this type of, you know, I believe that's a little, that's out of there. Like, I wouldn't say do nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I would say that's all bad. You know, definitely all bad. You you got, you just want to let them grow up, like I say, but to each his own, we'll see how that goes with the film. I have seen in recent reports that Russia already censored the film, and um, I don't know. That might be a hard one. I don't know. I, I would hope that Disney is prepared for the backlash that they'll get because I'm sure there'll be protesters and all kinds of stuff like that, but it is what it is. Now, if you're a fan of podcasts, crazy podcasts, and like storytelling and stuff like that, man, definitely check out this Jeffrey Epstein podcast. If you don't know who Jeffrey Epstein was, he was the guy who uh, was recently found dead in his cell from, they say, suicide, but we all know it wasn't no suicide. You know, the facts and everything else, the medical exam, it shows it wasn't no suicide. But he was uh, he got caught with, like, basically, like, molesting little girls. And uh, apparently he had, like, an island somewhere. And, you know, like a lot of these high-powered officials and uh, these very famous and rich and famous people were going over to this island to kick it with them, but... Basically, it got blew out the water that was really going on on this island. And really, it starts with him from day one as far as, um, you know, uh, how he started off and doing this and doing that. And then the investigation showed and uncovered everything that was going on. But the podcast is called Truth and Lies, Jeffrey Epstein. And it's crazy. If You, you can Google him. You can see who he used to hang out with, uh, you know, where they where they lived, this and that. Uh, it's even a mystery about how this man got all this money. Like, like, they're literally investigating. Like, they don't know where this man's money was coming from, for real. Like, I'm only in the third episode of the podcast, but from where I am now, they don't even know where this man got this money from. He got one of the uh, most expensive uh, places in somewhere in New York. I forget which part of New York, but it was like $56 million, uh, on the market for $77 million or something like that. He had a private island somewhere. Uh, he had private jets. He had... Uh, a house out in like Palm Beach, Florida. That's the house where everything started off with. Like I'll give you a little spoiler, but it starts off with him living in Palm Beach and he would hook up with these high school girls and basically hook up with the high school girls to come give them massages while he's naked and tell them to like take off their pants or their bra or whatever and give them a massage. Crazy, creepy, right? And then some girls on their statements, these are statements that are recorded by the police because it's like one after one. People are coming in doing this and doing that, like telling them what's going on. And, you know, some of them he was fondling them, some of them he wasn't. He was paying the girls 300 times, $300 each time they would come through. Then he had some girls that he would use as scouts at different schools. So he would tell them to tell the girls, hey, if you come to this guy's house, give him a massage, you know, you get $300. And each girl that he had recruiting, uh, bringing other girls in, he was giving them like $200. So it was like basically like a snowball effect of all these girls wanting some money that 
he would have come into his house massaging him. And it's like crazy. But that was going on in like 1995. That's the crazy part about it. And he just got caught with everything within the past few years and then recently got killed in his cell. You know, but that's down the line. But that's wild as hell. And it, it goes from there to basically blowing him out the water as far as everything that he had going on, uncovering everything. So definitely check out that, man, if you like stories like that. Of course, not stories of Melilla Station. Of course, we don't want that. But just how... People that can be so high in uh, power and and rich can avoid certain things because the, him getting reported started in 1995 and he was able to evade, you know, the FBI and the police and this and that for over a decade. So, man, check that out, man. That's some crazy stuff. And speaking of crazy stuff that deals with, like, sex offenders and stuff like that, what's going on with Harvey Weinstein's trial? Hey, we, I, haven't heard, I haven't heard or seen anything about Harvey Weinstein's trial. The last I seen was he walked out with a walker on trying to act like he was all messed up or whatever the case. I don't know. But it's like, what's going on with his trial? I mean, matter of fact, let me look this up. You know, if you all remember who Harvey Weinstein was, he was the guy who was the, the Hollywood producer who uh, of a lot of movies and all that type of stuff and uh, funded a lot of things, you know, with movies. Um he was like basically like just randomly like jerking off in front of women and you know like all kind of other sexual offenses and telling people telling actresses like hey i'll put you in a movie if you do this this and this and i'll make you a star uh let's see what's going on with this trial though i don't see anything yeah let's see about the scandal and i'm sure there'll be a definitely a, a documentary on this or a podcast on that you know uh Let's see. Okay. Uh, New York Times. Harvey Weinstein is found guilty of rape. So what does that mean? Because I haven't seen anything in the in the news about this. Okay, here we go. He's he's convicted of rape, but um, felony rape. No, felony sex crime and rape, but he's acquitted uh, of most serious charges and like predatory assault. Okay, so I don't know, bro. I, I'm not going to read all this. Y'all can look it up, but... You know, that's hush-hush, but, you know, when Cosby was on trial, we, we all knew about that, bro. And and just to say, too, you know, when it happened with Harvey Weinstein, he just had to step down from his um, his co- corporation and then, like, you know, put somebody else at the head of it. or It was something minuscule like that, but, you know, Cosby, you know, even though he was wrong, I mean, hey, we'll never see another Cosby show being aired, you know? <laughs> but that's the way the world goes, man. Um, yeah, that stuff is crazy. But on this episode of the motivation segment, um, just want to talk to anybody out there that's just battling with like feeling like, you know, you're being overwhelmed or you're being, um, you know, uh, uh, just rejected in certain situations, not feeling like things are all the way there. Things are not all the way matching up. You you working, you're doing this and you're doing that. You're not seeing fruit of your labor. Just want to let you know there's nothing wrong with you. It's just not your time yet. OK, keep going. Keep pushing. Keep doing what you got to do. Start that business. Uh, start uh, your podcast. Uh, open your business. Uh, do one day at a time. Take it one day at a time. We all get the same 24 hours, but it's about what you do with that 24 hours, you know. And some of you people may be doubting yourselves while other people are intimidated by your potential. You know, self-doubt can be a thing, too. We got to stop doubting ourselves and, and thinking the worst about ourselves. You got to uplift yourself, man. Get in the mirror early in the day. It may sound cliche. It may sound goofy to some of y'all. Get in the mirror every day and say an affirmation to yourself. Say something positive. You know, I am strong. I have strength. You know what I'm saying? You got to motivate yourself. You know what I'm saying? 
I am the head. I'm not the tail. You know what I'm saying? I am the chosen one. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got you to gotta motivate yourself, bro. You know what I'm saying? Prosperity lives in me. You know, confidence lives in me. You know, whatever it is, whatever you feel like your stronghold of doubting yourself is, you have to speak to that thing and turn that thing around, turn that mind frame around. And I'll take it a step deeper than want to go into a relationship thing, but we got to learn to love ourselves, man. Because if we don't love ourselves, we can't love somebody else. And we can't give our all to somebody else because we're taking this baggage of what we think about ourselves into the next situation. Okay? So, that's going to do it for this episode of the Fly Perspective Podcast. Uh, hey, man, make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend. Share it. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And, uh, yeah, we on, uh, well, I just found out we we're on iHeartRadio now. I didn't even know. <laughs> didn't even know the podcast was on iHeartRadio. So, if you got the iHeartRadio app or anybody you know has it, tell them they can check it out on there. So, now we on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I know I said I was going to venture off into the YouTube, getting the video together, you know, at the top of the year. And here it is, March, and I haven't. Hey, man, give me time. I'm working on it. It's just me doing this thing. Doing the editing, the all that, the social media, the the content creating. So I'm gonna venture off in it. I got I got some lighting and stuff in there available for that, you know. And uh, just working on switching up my studio room a little bit more so I can do the YouTube and be comfortable with it and all that. But I'm gonna get it there soon. And uh, I want to thank everybody for messing with me. But we're gonna rock out like this. We got look, got it, better plot perspective podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm.